Welcome to episode nine of Personalities. It's the last week of January 2022, and I can't believe it's gone by this quickly. But I hope all of y'all are staying warm and cuddling with your little BBs at home. And today, we're going to hear about two special cats named Evie and Ash. They have a great relationship that continues to grow as Evie tolerates Ash. And they live with their owner, Alex. He really prioritizes them, and he gives them toys and puzzles and lots of enrichment. He's determined to give them the best health care that he can, and he even gives us some tips on how to give your cats a great life, too. Let's listen. Hey, my name's Alex, and I've got two cats, one Eevee, one Ash, and, and yes, they're both named after Pokemon-themed uh, things, uh, and both by friends, uh, recommendations. And with Evie, she's, I think she's now nine years old. And Ash is just recently adopted about just two years, slightly before the pandemic. Um, and they're great stories, too. Uh, with Evie, she she was initially um, just a young, I think, not even a two-month-old kitten, uh, hiding in a car engine on campus where I was studying. At Georgia Tech, and apparently a friend of a friend of a friend, and the list goes on, found her after track practice and brought her with her to uh, the dorm that she was staying in at the time. And I was just a third year at the time. So she, she kind of went down that list of friends and eventually got to me. Um, and at the time, I was also doing a part-time internship at a uh, software development company. So I was making a little bit of money and I was also a TA. So there was two sources of income. And when, when I heard about this cat, I was really excited. I, I mean, I ran up four flights of stairs just to meet this cat. And as soon as I came across her, uh, she was just bolting all around this dorm. She was so much fun. She was so energetic. Uh, they had built a little enclave inside her ba- uh, one of their bathrooms. And there was just like food and a box for her to kind of do all her sorts of businesses. And uh, when I just saw her, I-, I knew instantly I wanted to keep her. And I knew that with the money that I was making, at least on the side, I would at least be able to take care of her well, hopefully. The only unfortunate thing was that she had fleas just all over her. And um, I I knew that like that was a big thing that we needed to make sure and also to take her to a vet to clean her up or just to check if she's clean inside. Um, No worms, no sorts of like diseases, all that. Well, that it was already at night, so I couldn't take her to a vet immediately. Uh, but I knew that we had to take care of the sleep problem at first. And we had a friend just down the hall from my room who also was secretly harboring a cat uh, inside this dorm where you're not allowed. I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm graduated. Um she had fortunately some flea shampoo and we I, I washed her up I had to wash her twice because they after the first time they all just congregated to her face um, and and after that like you know she she was good we brought her to a vet meet me and my friends she checked out fine there was no more flea problems which meant we did a great job uh, no worms, no diseases. She was very healthy and bought her some Purina. Uh, she was living off of some turkey the first night, but after that, it was just real cat food and lots of snacks. She loves, uh, what, what, what's it called? Um, the, the, uh, oh, the bags are so crinkly. Uh, I don't know what it is, but Greenies is also the other one. Mm, greenies, yeah. 
Those are really nice. And she loves catnip and tuna flavors, also chicken. Um, and and friends were just sitting around. We were just trying to figure out her name. And we thought Evie was the best name for her because she's a brown cat. She's got these nice stripes. Um, she looked like she was going to be a pretty fluffy cat, which she did turn out to be. Um, and... And that was that. I mean, I had her in a dorm room for two years. Um, and then with Ash, just two years ago, I was bringing Evie to a new vet because I was at um, uh, there, a, a vet that I didn't think I could really trust anymore. Um, there were just certain things that I felt like they didn't really understand or know or um took care of her well, and uh, I won't go further in terms of who they are, but um, I, I tried to check another local vet uh, in my area, and I came across this one, and they were absolutely great. Uh, and at the time, they were also fostering a litter of six other kittens. Well, it was just two by the time I got there, but they were all a family. They, they were all siblings. Um, and the mother was also adopted away already. And they they asked me at the end of my uh, vet visit if I was interested in adopting. I wasn't really sure because Evie's not grown up with other cats. She's grown up with people. But I didn't know how she would react. So I said, you know, can I, can I put them in a room together? And I, I had Evie inside her carrier. I brought down uh, one of the flaps on the side of her carrier so that she could walk out if she wanted to. And Ash was this tiny little black and white cat. Uh, was very curious and was just jumping all over the box. And Evie just kind of chilled. I mean, when they got close to each other, she would hiss. She likes her personal space. But... Uh, there was no fighting, and and that's kind of all I needed, uh, and, and and so I adopted him on the spot. And wow, it was really cute. Mm -hmm. that's adorable. How long did it take for them to like acclimate to each other? You know, I don't think I have an answer to that yet. <laughs> they. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's so great because they are slowly um, getting more – well, okay, Ash has always been comfortable. Evie has slowly been getting more comfortable with him uh, just in terms of sleeping near, near around each other or getting into each other's faces when they're uh, eating treats together, um, sharing the towers or, like, the cardboard uh, beds – so it, it's getting better, but there there is still lots of wailing every once in a while where <laughs> Ash thinks that he's having fun wrestling her and she thinks she's about to die. <laughs> I I completely understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know, I have three cats and I understand the wailing. Like there will be <laughs> screaming. Yeah. Yeah, have they? So they like get into their tussles, and then they kind of like, okay, that's that. Well, on to the that's next. That's when I kind of just. <laughs> it depends. Sometimes it's late at night. I'm, I mean, like two a.m. So I'll I'll even just like let out, uh, "Hey, Ash, please stop." And and I, I think usually that's when I hear Evie scurry. And I have hardwood floors, so you can hear kind of like the little cartoons when they're just shuffling in place. So you can hear that as her claws are like going against the wood and then finally picking up some friction and being able to push herself across the floor and going upstairs or downstairs to leave whatever yeah. situation she was in. <laughs> yeah. How did you uh, name Ash? You said they're both named by friends. Yes. So how did the name Ash come about? So like Bird Box, kind of, initially I just kept calling him Boy until I had a name. Um, he had uh, 
he had some other name. Uh, the entire litter had Spanish names, um, but I knew I wanted to give him something more personal to me. Uh, so I didn't stick with the names that the vet had given initially. Uh, and, and I called basically some friends over because they wanted to see this new cat and, because I also had posted them uh, on Instagram. And we all sat together in my house, like in a circle. We were just trying to come up with names. And initially, I wanted to go with Gary, who, for any of the Pokemon enthusiasts, will know uh, Eevee is the uh, kind of main Pokemon for Gary uh, Oak, who is the rival of Ash Ketchum. Uh, well, unfortunately... I had some friends who texted me saying that they thought Gary sounded like an old man's name. And I, I really liked Gary, but at, at the same time, I was willing to consider like other options. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me some questions about the show and the characters. And that's how we came across Ash because Ash is Gary's rival. Very cool. Uh, so something about something I want to exclaim about Evie and was there like a society of secret cat owners at Georgia Tech that I was not aware of because I would have uh, loved to have been a part of it. <laughs> okay, I I kid you not, it's not organized, but there were a lot of us. Wow, and I I don't know if the RAs ever found I I've heard rumors that the RAs all knew. I didn't know about my floor, but I was told that all the other floors RAs knew about mine and also my friends, but they never did anything, Mm -hmm. which I was impressed and also surprised because anytime we had fire drills or like the emergency inspections, we would text each other, letting us know like ahead of time, hey, this is happening. And so during fire drills, I would hide her in my backpack and I would just bolt out uh, the apartment and then we would hide in uh, a friend's car. And then for the emergency inspections, we would just run our cats over to the next room uh, so that they could watch over temporarily. Wow. You just... Fire drill, stuff her in the backpack. Let's go. Let's go, Evie. We're going. And it's great because <laughs> even if she's meowing, there's a large and loud fire alarm going off in the background. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm glad no one ratted you out. Let you keep Evie. How are your roommates? Did they like having a cat? That was the unfortunate thing. I We... We weren't my best friends or anything, but I think we were pretty close. Um, And one of them absolutely adored her and was always very friendly and played with her. Um, The other two, I wouldn't say they were indifferent to cats or hated cats, but I think it caused some tension within the apartment because it wasn't something that I necessarily asked if they were okay with, you know, and in hindsight, I should have. Um, it was pretty rude of me to do something like that, but I, it really did not occur to me. Um, and over time you, you could feel that they would be in their rooms more often, or they would be out and about doing their own thing. But, you know, for me, it was fine because I'm kind of studying and I'm chilling with my cats and my cats are enjoying their time or my cat, just the one at the time, Evie, enjoyed just being around me. So it didn't bother me. Uh, And then, you know, that was just the third year. And then my last year of tech uh, was when I moved uh, to a two-bedroom with the one guy who was comfortable with her. Mm -hmm. But I think the other two roommates that I had in the four-man room was they, they just didn't like Evie just climbing around everywhere, sleeping wherever she wanted. Uh, and she wasn't the type to knock things down. She's never been that type of cat, but she does like to get up into everyone's laptops and like sleep there and mm-hmm. stare out people's windows. She was a very nice cat. Still is. Still is. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys uh play with each other now at home and with Ash? 
I have um, have a laser pointer that both of them love, but it, you know it's strange because I've have asked my vets this, and I've asked other people. I feel like Evie has gotten less and less playful, or she has a limit in terms of how much she wants to play, and then she just gets bored and then leaves and then goes to sleep or something like that. But usually the laser uh, is something that they both enjoy and they love string toys. So I'll have multiple string toys throughout the house um, hidden in drawers. And then whenever I'm conveniently around them or whenever I decide to find them, I'll take it out and I'll just wave it around, have them try to like chase it for a little bit. And then that's when I, you know, sweep it around the floor, hoping that they would try to catch it. Mm-hmm. Um and then Ash, he loves playing fetch. So I have tons of mice, little tiny like catnip mice all around the house and all underneath my sofas at this point. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been a very annoying process to always fetch back. And just as um, a tip, there is a product that you can get on Amazon or anywhere else of these kind of plastic dividers that you could fit underneath these tight spaces. And they're adjustable because you, you have to cut them to a certain height. Uh, and you can just slide them in and you can take off this adhesive uh, barrier uh, to stick these plastics to the floor to the wall or whatever it is you need to put it on and it would block toys i think it's just called toy guard or something like that oh so it's like uh i can block the space between the floor and the couch yes if you wanted to for me i really only cared about underneath my washing machine Oh, uh, because yeah. those things are huge and uh, it, it's much more difficult to get toys from underneath those machines. Uh, and it's worked great. Um, and then I, other toys, I, I've been trying to do foraging as a part of their, ha- uh, uh, their what, what do you call, uh, entertainment or um, enrichment. Enrichment. Yes, that's the E word I was looking for. So I have a lot of Cadet products. They are phenomenal. I totally recommend them. Um, I try to get Cadet products of varying levels of difficulty. Ash loves the more difficult stuff. Evie, on the other hand, wants it as easy as possible. (laughs) (laughs) She's an old girl, you know? She doesn't want to put in effort anymore. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there is a reason I might call her dum-dum sometimes. (laughs) In a very endearing way. Um, She, I, I mean she really just wants it out in the open. Like if, if it's something that she can scoop out without having to shove her paw, like into tight spaces, she'll do that. But otherwise, nope, just put it in my bowl or hand feed it to me. Ash, on the other hand, will go ham. And I have these little cups with holes in them too. And I will put a lot of food in there and he'll just bat it around until things drop out of it. And it's gotten to the point where I actually need to be very mindful of how much I put into them because he's gained uh, quite some weight, according to my vet. Not too much, but hes it's just not a trend that my vets would like to see occur. Mm, That makes sense, yeah. So these are toys that, like, like, is it... You said they're Cadet, C-A-T-I-T. Is that how you spell? Yes, yes. Oh, they, and they're they like also toys. Make great, they, they, they are. They they've got toys that look like um, a tree or like an inverted tree, uh-huh. and you have to like sneak your hand or paw through some of these random holes at each of these rungs, and there's just treats inside there or or cat food, and they would have to basically swipe it out. Um, there are other ones where they have almost like a maze and you have to like push it out, um, from these little tiny openings, but not uh, enough for you to grab it and pull it out. You have to like push it all the way to the end of a maze. Um, 
You have others where uh, they are just random grooves uh, where treats could kind of sit in beds of. And again, just cats having to push them out. Uh, there are more complicated ones by other brands too, where they have to open drawers or press buttons that flip the door. Um, I, I have, I don't have enough confidence right now uh, to think that they could actually solve those, but maybe one day for Ash. Maybe one day. Wow. You know, I've watched YouTube videos of like birds doing these kinds of puzzles and never thought, Oh, maybe my cat could do that. But that is definitely something to check out because we want to keep them nice and sharp, you know, enrichment for our cats. I would totally recommend it. They are absolutely great. Um, And the nice thing, too, is if you don't. Right. So what I've been told is like with cats, their natural instinct for feeding is to graze. They don't eat at or they normally don't eat at like set times. Mm -hmm. They, they like to nibble here and there every once in a while, every hour or two, or just whenever they wake up from their naps and foraging toys are a great way of them practicing that because, you know, you just have food in random containers lying about throughout your house. That's the only downside is that you have these containers just everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I'll, I'll have to look into that. Maybe some of our listeners will also look into that, too. Uh, do you have any um, dumb stories about Evie? What are some other reasons that made you call her dumb dumb? <laughs> well, so there was a time when I was at Tech, and I I was just studying in my own dorm, and suddenly I hear her just crying out. Just like a very soft meow crying, like, uh, like she was calling for help. And I run out to the middle of the living room and I just see her hanging in the middle of the blinds and she's <laughs> holding down. And it's like one of those flimsy blinds too, those plastic ones. And so with her not heavy weight, but just enough where you could see just 10 different uh, blinds being held down by her paw and she's just hanging about four feet above the ground. And, uh, and of course, naturally, I just decided to take pictures as a rightful pet owner should <laughs> uh, to document any of their humiliation. Um, and she would always get into situations where she'd be stuck inside a trash can um, because she was just nosy or curious um, or just stuck in different tight corners that she needs a human to help basically reach in and take her out. Um, and, and, you know, she, she does, she does have the largest pupils uh, most times and it, it it's really adorable and yet at the same time it's I don't know there's a sense of uh, uh, childlike um, appearance to it where I don't know children aren't always the smartest and, but they're they're cute in their own ways in terms of the things that they're doing so she'll she'll have that look oftentimes and she'll have this jittery nature sometimes. And uh, when I used to have carpeted floors, she would be completely inverted upside down, but she'd be hugging against the stairs and just randomly will just scratch the crap out of it. But yeah, no, the, those are some random things that I've, uh, I definitely recall and have been really cute. Yeah. It sounds the way you describe it. It sounds like very endearing. Like she's still a, she has that like childlike wonder and everything is a toy. Oh, she also loves licking dust. And I mean, what? dust. Oh, she, she will be on a cat tower that's sitting by a window and she wants to pick every single wind of dust in every single corner that she could find on the window. So like where the window pane meets the wood uh, trim, 
she'll she'll kind of just lick up and down that entire thing and i have to like clap really loud to get her attention she'd stop and she'd think i wouldn't be able to see her resume back as i'm watching tv um and anytime she's on the floor even she'll go up to the doors and my doors have the little panels right uh she'll she'll be all up in those panels licking and then even with the floor trimmings she'll be licking that anything that she could find with corners she'll do and then even for say the um for the uh air vents that are on uh, my wall for the return air. She'll be licking each of those vents too. It it is it is frustrating to see that because I'm personally afraid that something bad could happen, which I don't think it could <laughs> probably. But I have to be really diligent uh, in cleaning up the dust in all all places in all corners, mm-hmm. just so that she wouldn't catch anything that I would hope later harm, like that I would hope would not later harm her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she saw you using the vacuum one day and was like, I could be that. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to help. I've got to help. Don't worry, human. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really uh, good at cleaning. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Does Ash, does he pick up these tendencies? Fortunately, no. I'm mm-hmm. really glad he does not. Um, you know, if anything, he he does sometimes want to clean Evie. And so he'll try to lick uh, her fur, which is totally against her uh, personal boundaries. Yes. And she definitely does not consent to it at all. And that's when the fighting will sometimes happen. I've seen it only on... One one occasion where she was totally okay with it. She was just chilling in her bed and Ash was just cleaning her. It was really cute. And I that wish I had cute. a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Ash has um, brought like more energy into the home? Uh, like a younger cat being with an older cat? I hope it has. But... My fear is that it's actually maybe brought more stress into Evie's life than anything. And, you know, at one point, and this was at the beginning. So, like I said, Ash was adopted slightly before COVID had started, you know, around late 2019. And when COVID happened, I actually, I had some contractors come and try to uh, renovate these bathrooms in my home and what ended up happening was they they had an accident and it caused my house to flood and it caused enough damage where i i basically had to move out because they had to tear everything out uh because of all the water damage and there was also asbestos um for some of these walls because my home is that old and that's just how you know drywall was back in the day um and so i i brought them with me to my parents who were generous enough to watch uh, or have their space open for us. And when I saw them interact with each other, I would often just see Evie uh, keep her distance a lot of times and she would be eating less even. Mm. And I brought her to a vet and she had dropped about half a pound apparently at the time and they wanted to do additional tests just to see what was going on because half a pound for a cat is a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, they usually don't weigh much in the beginning anyway so it's it's kind of a big deal and there was no change in diet or anything but the only big change was a ash came into the picture and b she did move to my parents temporarily with me so a lot of changes happened um and the doctors did some tests and they they came to find that she might have diabetes so i i did everything that i could to make sure that she got the help that she needed that she would get her medicine Um, i had to give her insulin shots twice a day one before lunch, one before dinner. I had to give her 
a set schedule for food as opposed mm-hmm. to just free, uh, like just an entire bowl that she's freely able to go to um, throughout the day. Um, I even tried to like switch her to dry or to wet food because dry food is all she ever wanted or liked even. And that was a very annoying process for her, I think, because she loved dry food and she would barely touch her wet food sometimes. So I would have to try to sprinkle in some treats or maybe some dry food, uh, which did not seem to really help too much. Um, and I, I think after about seven months of doing the insulin shots, I didn't think it was an issue anymore. And I was curious if maybe she didn't actually have diabetes. I was starting to even suspect maybe all that stress caused her to lose that weight and caused her eating patterns to change. Mm-hmm. And when I brought her to the vet, I didn't mention anything about me stopping having given her insulin for by the time I saw them was uh, two months, I think. And they, they, they ran all their tests. They said that she was healthy. She was doing well. Um, and to continue doing what I did, which unbeknownst to them, I was already stopping insulin. So, okay, I'll take their advice. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I even brought her to another vet for a second opinion. And yeah, they, they did not find diabetes. I was very relieved when I heard that. Right. Was the first opinion you got the vet that you said you don't trust anymore? No, it it wasn't actually this. And I I still like them as a vet and they're very close by. Um, But I, I had brought her to another vet that's uh, specialized in, um, feline incontinence or maybe has more experience with I I should say and it was another issue that I was concerned about because the unfortunate thing with Evie is she does urinate um, in spaces outside of her litter box but not on purpose she will urinate in her sleep is Mm. what I found and maybe it's because she has um less of a control over her bladder because of age. But I think it's more so because of feline incontinence because some of the vets are saying that she's not at that point really where uh, she would lose control because of age. It could be something else. And this other vet had tried to eliminate all causes before reaching incontinence because incontinence is a very rare thing to happen or occur within cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, while I was there for that particular issue, I asked them to see if she had diabetes or anything like that. And they couldn't find anything. Wow. Wow. I've never heard of a, cat having that does she have like any kidney issues or anything you know i it it sounds weird to say it but i would be glad if it was because Mm. then we knew exactly what was the issue and we could address it but you, you know we like i said had eliminated every form of uh cause that could make her eliminate you know, uh, un, uh, well, not, not by her choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there was even a, a third vet that I had gone to. They're a little bit farther out, but I wanted their opinion as well on the condensation. issue. And that's kind of what they arrived to eventually as well. After, uh, they had recommended me doing these, different changes in my house to create a better environment between Evie and Ash um, Mm -hmm. to reduce the amount of stress. Cause maybe the stress uh, was that much for Evie that she would start eliminating urine, uh, you know, unwilling or not by her choice. Um, Like things such as larger litter boxes. I apparently I didn't know this, but 
most litter boxes on the market are too small for cats. They usually should be at least um, about two sizes and a half, I think they said, of your cat. And uh, what they have recommended is you should buy one of those large plastic bins Mm -hmm. um, that you can get at like Walmart or Target uh, to store things. And you would cut a hole out of it, a large hole for them to enter and uh, exit out of. And so those boxes are usually a large enough space for them to uh, move around in, choose a spot that they want to um, do their business. Um, and what you should do ideally also is to have these boxes uh, be translucent or transparent because cats love to always be aware of their surroundings as much as possible. And especially if you have multiple cats, according to them at least, um, they want to be aware if there's going to be a surprise attack on them at any moment. Um, So I have those boxes uh, for her as well. And it's not unfortunately changed her urination issues. Oh, yeah, you... You, you've been a great cat dad. You're going through all this effort to try to figure out what's wrong. Uh, <laughs> it is yeah. a pricey endeavor, I, I would know. say. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I have noticed that when I got my cat, Alice, she was a larger cat. I think she was like 11, 12 pounds when I got her from the shelter. And I, I did notice that so many of these litter boxes were tiny. And I thought that, oh, I guess Alice is just a big cat. (laughs) But no, I think you're right in that they are tiny. And I got, I went on Chewy and I got like the biggest litter box. Mm -hmm. like, like litter XXL mega (laughs) (laughs) box for her to like, you know, be comfortable. But I had never heard about the translucent thing. That's really interesting. Yeah. And and I will totally um, recommend you their uh, website, my vet's website, uh, because they've got a ton of tips on how they would help create a more peaceful environment uh, for a multi-cat household. Uh, It's really great stuff. And that's how I learned about the foraging toys and the type of things that could help enrich uh, a cat's life and therefore potentially reduce the amount of stress that they have um, day to day. Wow. Yeah. Send that link over. That's awesome. I'm so good. Cause sometimes information is really hard to come by. Like, and especially when you said earlier, you would wish it was something to do with kidneys. Cause then you would know when you're like trying to investigate something and it doesn't have a name to it and there's like no solution. It can feel, uh, like very hopeless. Yeah, it's it's scary, and you know, it's not anything that your cats love. Well, at least not Evie uh, loves having to deal with. They they mm-hmm. have to go see the vet more often as a result, and I've it's even come to a point where I have to drug her. Um, prior to each visit, I will give her um, some type of medicine about two hours prior to, uh, you know, going on a drive to the vet because she would do what I would call the triple threat inside my car or inside her carrier. She will poop, pee, and vomit immediately as soon as she's in the car. And as soon as it happens. And so what I've had to do even, she now recognizes when she's about to go to the vet um, very easily, whether it's the carrier or um, when the doors are all open and I'm trying to create an easy exit. Mm-hmm. And so now I'll just carry her and I'll just set her on the ground and like in the front of my house so that she would urinate on the spot there. And then bring her back in and then put her in the carrier. So that's just one less mess to clean. Um, And she's even developed this thing where she starts almost foaming at her mouth. But it's really just her not swallowing her saliva. 
because she's so stressed out. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten better because of the medicine. Fortunately, it just, okay, good. it's like a really, uh, uh, mellowing type of uh, medicine. And she really, it really seems like she's high. Mm. Is it gabapentin? Yes. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. It's so good. I have to give it to Alice as well <laughs> before a vet visit. Not because Alice loves the car, loves the car. But when we get to the vet, she will tear them up. Like, like she will scream. Alice doesn't have any teeth. She can't do anything, but she acts, she acts like it. And I had this big man, very large man, give her back to me one day and say, she's very intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I was so proud of her. That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand, like, like I feel bad for them when they're drugged up. Like, they're, like, high, and they don't know what's going on around them, and you're about to put them in a stressful situation. But then it's also for their own good that they're taking that medicine. Yeah, I totally understand. Because it's not like they're just drugged up for that two hours. It it feels like six hours yeah. just from the onset of giving it to them until they like are back to their normal selves where they're not like a tipsy person. Yeah. And then it takes extra care because you took them to the vet and you brought them home. And now, oh, what if they like try to go up and down the stairs and fall? What if they try to do something that might hurt them? Because like in their oh, head, yeah. they're like, oh, I'm fine. So you have to like watch them. <laughs> Watch the mixture. Like a regular drunk person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. As a person that old owns a older cat, I understand your struggle, and you're doing great things with Evie. That's great. I really appreciate that. Truly. Yeah, I'm sure she's thankful, even though she might poop, pee, and vomit everywhere. It's it's disgusting. <laughs> I I have been fortunate enough to hear from other people that is not uh, as uh, uncommon as I initially thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know the other thing too is, um, she I I've had to as a result of all these different things that I I've, I've been trying to resolve for her is give her a lot of medicine. You know, I've tried the liquid kinds where I would have to get it into a syringe and squeeze it into her mouth. Um, I've had to try to do pills to put into her mouth. And just every single time, she's just been so good at avoiding medicine. Um, she just knows at certain time periods when she has to be fed her medicine, because it's always before a lunchtime or dinner time, she would just immediately hide go Mm -hmm. into hiding like underneath my clothes she would go underneath the sofa she would just find whatever place she could where she can't be found as easily and when i do have to grab her she'll just run off so i i've had to be more um strategic in terms of how i catch her um so that she's only locked into one space so that i can grab her Mm -hmm. and with the liquid medicine it's so easy for her to just spit it out. And the thing with liquid medicine is once it's spit out, it's like on some other surface. You can't reuse that as nope. opposed to like a pill. So I've resorted to now, you know, asking for my vets to get pills. But even then, with the most recent medicine that I've had to feed her for feline incontinence, is she will keep it in her mouth, like the type of stuff that you see in TV shows and stuff where like they hide it underneath her tongue or something like that. And she will just find an area where she would stash all the medicine and just spit it out. Because there was just one time when I was watching TV and I just noticed in a pocket of the sofa that there was just like a pile of pills there, just like half bitten or like just soaked in her saliva or whatever. And just like has that type of film over it. And it's it's been a frustrating process of making sure that she actually takes her medicine. As she's naughty. Maybe she's she not so dumb. Naughty. 
She's not. She really isn't. Which is why I have to also give her that nickname so that her ego doesn't get as high. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I can't have her thinking she's actually a lot smarter. I'm afraid. That's funny. Uh... The last one of the last times I took Alice to the doctor, they I brought all of my like her all of her prescriptions with me. It was like she takes this and this and this and this. And they're like, okay. And then they gave me another pill. And then they started giving me suggestions on like like for Alice, I hold her down, I squeeze her mouth, and I just throw the medicine in there. And it's a fight. But we do it. But they told me there's something on Amazon. I haven't bought it because my strategy right now is okay. But there's something right now. It's a pill gun. And supposedly you can like put the pills inside this pill gun and then put it close to the cat's mouth. And of course, make sure they have an open mouth. And then you like push it in and it shoots the pills for them to swallow. I'll give you mine. (laughs) because <laughs> it doesn't work for me it doesn't work but okay hopefully it works for you i, I oh. again i think evie is just that skill at avoiding wow. uh, any form of medicine administration what a naughty girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very. what are um what are some nicknames that you have for ash um fat boy <laughs> because he started eating a lot more <laughs> um and you know i i don't think i've i mean buddy would be the other one too but i he has i kid you not has gotten a lot heavier noticeably and um it he's very dense whenever i try to pick him up he does not like being picked up first of all but I can't help it sometimes. And I just, I, I want to be able to embrace him. Mm-hmm. And he'll complain for like the first second or two, and then he just kind of lets it happen. Uh, and with him, when I try to pick him up, the entire weight of him just feels like it's being forced down. Like he's he's trying to go with the flow of gravity as much as possible when I'm trying to pick him up. Uh, he's just that heavy. But at the same time, he doesn't look like a cat that's really obese, which is good because it means that he's not gotten to a point of where he needs more intervention. But it, I, I call him Fat Boy every once in a while because it's just funny how much he loves food. Yeah, he's getting all that enrichment mentally too much and <laughs> too much, too much. Yeah. Yeah. He loves it, but yeah, he he's is just nonstop getting any types of food that's available. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds cute. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a, a picture of him and a picture of Evie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think we're close to the time ending. But so do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh no. Um I, I think uh, I'm good. Uh, but I will say, I, I think I remember the name of the website, Fundamentally Feline. So for anyone who is curious about different ways that they could improve their cat situation, I would totally recommend um, Ingrid, who is the person who is in charge of the website. She is has been nonstop helpful for me, and she's very caring, and she's got a great eye for a lot of things. Um, she also does consultations, so if anyone wants her help, um, it's available. Um, but her website is just a wealth of information, so definitely check it out if you're curious. That's amazing. I'll put the link up also on our Instagram for people to see it, and on our website too. Wow. Absolutely. Well. Thanks so much, Alex, for your time. I've loved hearing about Evie and Ash. And uh, uh, I related a lot to what you're saying because having a older cat and having to monitor them and all, pay all those expenses is a struggle, but it's worth it. Thank you so much, Sarah. This yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. 
Thank you, Alex, for telling us all about Evie and Ash. They both have a big personality, and I hope their relationship continues to grow. And I hope that Evie lets Ash a little bit more into her personal space, her little bubble. The great care that Alex takes for Evie and Ash reminds me of a cat that I've followed on Instagram for a very long time. And her name is Scooter. Her bio on her Instagram page says, Good luck telling me what I can and can't do. Except jumping. I definitely can't do that. And that's because Scooter is a paralyzed cat. And I was reading about her last night because I've, I've, as long as I followed her, I never really knew her story. But apparently it's because of a birth defect on her spine. Her owner's name is Sam. He's a doctor and he cares very deeply about her. He accommodates all of her needs. They're best friends and their pictures are really adorable. In the posts on Instagram, he goes into great detail about her needs and how he he gives her medicine, how he accommodates for her and all of their vet updates. It's very eye-opening and a great way of showing that even though your cat has a few health problems and they need that extra care, it's really important and that they have so much love to still give. So that is our show for today. Thank you all for listening. And while every cat is different, I think the insight that we get for the way that Alex cares for Evie and Ash is very valuable. And Alex has a lot of great tips for us. And we're going to post some of the products that he mentioned on our Instagram page. You can check us out at Personalities Podcast. You can also see pictures of Evie and Ash and our Cat of the Week scooter. Please rate us, subscribe, follow us wherever you're listening to us, and have a great day.